Welcome to the Live Lead Last Podcast. I'm James Duvall. I'm here with my tan and very relaxed wife and co-host, Lisa. Hey, everyone. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, thank you for taking the time to invite us into your day to this podcast. We've been receiving so many kind messages and comments. We really do appreciate all the support. Also, thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. It may not seem like a big deal, but it's a huge deal for us. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. So today we're recording this episode remotely. We're not in our South Florida broadcast studio, which is actually our kitchen. <laughs> no, today we're recording from Cancun, Mexico. Mexico. Yep. And we're recording right into my iPhone using this really handy portable recording setup by Rode, the SC6L mobile interview kit. So if you hear some odd noises behind us, it's probably just people in the hotel that are making lots of noise. Yeah, we have some people upstairs moving furniture around right now. I don't know what's going on. James, so what you're saying is our podcast has just gone international. Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. This is what we call our Just the Two of Us trip. No kids, no dog, no work, just you and me. Each year we plan one of these trips, and this year with COVID, we doubled down and felt like we deserved a second trip. We decided to actually record this episode today to talk about how we do just the two of us trips. However, we want to broaden the topic beyond marriage and talk about the need for rest and rejuvenation for everyone. So regardless of you're single or married, everyone needs times of deliberate rest and relaxation. So before we jump into the conversation, I want to take a moment to tell you about Anchor. When we decided to do this podcast, we really didn't know the first thing about recording, posting, or distributing the podcast. And with my technical challenges, we knew we would be lucky just to have a computer work long enough (laughs) without crashing to record anything of quality. Then we discovered Anchor, and Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. The creation tools in Anchor allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all the major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Everything you need to make and distribute your podcast is all in one place. And the best part, it's absolutely free. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Seriously, if we can do this, then you can do it as well. So one more feature in Anchor that's really cool is the message tool. If you have a comment or a question about an episode, you can send us a voice message through the Anchor app or in the link that I will put in the show notes. We would love to hear your feedback. It would be so helpful for us. Now, Lisa, let's get into this conversation about rest. There's a lot of directions we could take this, but let's start here. Rest is not something that happens automatically. Alex Sujung Kempeng in his book, Rest, Why We Get More Done When We Work Less, says, rest is not something that the world gives us. It's never been a gift. It's never been something you do when you're finished with everything else. If you want rest, you have to take it. You have to resist the lure of busyness, make time for rest, take it seriously and protect it from a world that is intent on stealing it. So I would be interested, uh, Lisa, from an Enneagram perspective, are there some Enneagram types that find it easier to take rest than others. I love the quote that you just did. One line in it I really resonate with. If you want to rest, you have to take it. All enneotypes have to take it, whether it comes easy or not. There are always things that push against us taking rest. However, we could all learn a thing or two from Enneagram 9. Resting is one of type 9's superpowers. I know several 9 types who dress for this rest. The wardrobe is called lounge clothes. <laughs> it's not sleeping clothes. It's we're going to lounge and 
hang out. Solitude comes easy to the nine type. Now it is known that three, seven, and eight are the most energetic of Enneagram types. So resting for three and eight would be quite intentional about disconnecting from work. Enneagram seven may not struggle when disconnecting from work, but their time off would be full of experiences. They would have a very packed schedule. They love adventure. Their rest would look more like what's next. They'd barely enjoying their current activity that they're looking forward to the next activity. Yeah. They cannot even enjoy their lunch because they're looking forward to dinner. <laughs> Solitude and slowing would be a challenge for them. Enneagram type one, which happens to be my wing, I'm a two, with a wing of one, which means I exhibit some strong qualities of the one, which is the perfectionist. They love order. They love things to be right. Their way is the right way. <laughs> Everything for me before going on a trip or leaving has to be perfect. All plans for the kids. The house has to be cleaned because I don't want to come home to a dirty house. This is so important for me to disconnect. Basically, rest looks different for all of us, but is critical to all of us. That's so good. As a self-preservation eight, COVID has been kind of like game day for me. For the first few months, I was totally energized and fueled by the challenge of having to think differently and do things differently. And really as an introvert, Zoom and Google Hangout meetings were ideal for my personality type. But I would say that probably around the four month mark, I feel like I hit a wall and knew that my tank was running low, which is what prompted really this trip. Yeah, 27 years of doing life with you. In this COVID season, I have seen such energy and excitement in your life and around your work like never before. You're correct. Type eights thrive on the crunch and you guys are beasts that bring leadership and strength to those people around you because I did not feel like COVID was a challenge for me. I felt like I was under great stress. <laughs> so however, this extended push and your response, I had never experienced like this in 27 years of being with you. You would physically disconnect from your phone and computer, but your brain would still be fully engaged. You were not talking about work, but you were delayed in responding to ordinary conversations actually caused some stress with us a little bit. Yeah. So your my response looked very different than yours because mine is more emotions, a lot of drama, a lot of words, maybe some tears, but you became more non-responsive. These are indicators it's time to pull away. And these indicators look different for each of us and can change in different seasons. This is where self-awareness comes into play. You need to know your triggers. The Enneagram construct for our listeners who may not know about this, it is a circle of numbers, one through nine, going clockwise. Nine is in the 12 o'clock position. Does right. that make sense, James? Yeah, so at the very top is the nine, and then to the right is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, just like a clock. Got it. Exactly. Each number has lines that connect to other numbers. So the construct, you will see these lines crossing back and forth. Those lines allow us to double click on our self-awareness. Hmm. One connects to what we look like under stress, and the other number allows us to know what we look like when we're feeling fresh. So for me, as an eight, when I'm under stress, my line actually goes to the five. Correct. And when I'm feeling fresh, 
my line actually goes to the two and I act more like a two. Correct. So you're going to demonstrate the negative qualities of five. When you're in the line of release, when you go to a good space, you're going to go to two. You're going to demonstrate positive qualities of a two. You're going to show empathy. You're going to be warm and loving and kind, a lot like me. You yeah, know? I hear you. Yeah. I bring this all up in this season because these were some indicators that I noticed within you. You go to the shadow side of five, meaning that you slip in these well-worn grooves and you could get stuck there. Enneagram five is known as the quiet specialist or the investigator. They are located in the head triad, so they do a lot of thinking. They're brilliant, but they can become detached or disconnected and bury into research and data just to escape, Hmm. which is what you were demonstrating. You were demonstrating being detached and disconnected, but however, because you're an amazing guy and have great self-awareness, you flipped it on its head. The shadow side of your line of stretch does not have to get the best of you. You do not have to live in the negative qualities of a five. You actually maximize the strength of a five. You did amazing research and we are living in the sun today because of it. Thank you, James Duvall. So for you talking about stretch and release as a two, your stress would actually go to an eight. The negative qualities of an eight. Right, which is actually really interesting. To see. Yeah, it's it's a sight to behold. And then your release would actually go to a four, right? Right. You're creative, creative. Fun. I love spending time in the house. I can articulate emotions well and I understand other people well. But you're correct. So an indicator for me, not just in COVID, but a self-awareness tool for me, is when I start becoming a dictator, controlling, grouchy, and loud, those are all really negative qualities of an eight. So that lets me know I need to evaluate what's going on around me, what is happening, and what do I need to shift. The Enneagram is such a great self-awareness tool, like you said, because everybody can kind of realize when they're actually stressed or they're actually uh, in the good place, which is really a great It is, and it also allows you to know when I'm that way. That's true. Because when I get that way, you kind of give me space and you have empathy for me. You can tell I'm under stress. I can tell the same for you. So it isn't a place of judgment. It's a place place of empathy. That's great. That's great. A few weeks ago, we had Lance Witt on the podcast and he shared some insights on having a weekly rhythm of rest, also known as a Sabbath. And I just saw this article in Inc. Magazine from 2017, where now science supports this claim about the power of a weekly day of rest. So I thought that was really important as we're having this conversation today. Yeah, this is really no surprise because good theology and good science will always line up. I love that statement. So here are some of the benefits that the article shares about a regular rhythm of rest. It says that it reduces stress, it reduces inflammation, and also the risk of heart disease. It boosts our immune systems. It improves sleep quality, which as a side, you know, sleep is the cornerstone of a healthy lifestyle and really the main determining factor of all wellness in life. Amen. Yeah, so the more sleep we get, the better. Rest also restores mental energy. It also increases creativity. It improves short-term memory. And I love this. It helps you stay in love or fall in love with your work again. So as a leader, when you see people who feel a little crunchy, they may just need some rest just to rekindle their passion and uh, their love for what they're doing. Completely makes sense. It's only getting harder and harder to disconnect and take time to rest and recharge. And COVID has even made it more difficult with the perception of being chained to electronic devices all day and night. Not disconnecting can affect relational harmony. 
This is one of the reasons we do just the two of us trips. It is an opportunity for us to completely disconnect from the world and reconnect with each other. Ryan Frederick of Fierce Marriage says, think of getting away with your spouse as a way of fasting or cleansing for your relationship from distractions. I really like that. I think we were first introduced to this idea early in our marriage by being hired to house sit and look after kids for a couple when they went away for their time together. We've been doing some version of this ever since. It has looked different during different seasons, but it's always been a priority. Yeah, it has for sure. Before we had kids, this there was not much need for us to have a specific time set aside for each other because we only had each other and all our time was with each other. But when we started having kids, we made a decision that we had to have time alone to keep our relationship strong. So over the years, we've been able to tailor our giveaways First of all, to the age of our kids, and then secondly, to the resources that we had available to us at the time. Correct. Even before kids, we didn't have a lot of resource, so our time away together, because it's still important, did look different than it does now. Yeah. You said something there that's so very important. There's a lot of marriages that as soon as kids come along, they make children the top priority. We really believe that the best thing for our kids was that our marriage was top priority. Our kids are high priority but they know that you're first in my life and I'm first in your life. Yeah, there are a lot of marriages that have fallen apart after the kids have left home because the parents prioritized their kids and did not consistently prioritize what is most important, their relationship. Mm. In in an article by Focus on the Family, Dr. Gary and Barb Rosberg write, to put your marriage on hold for 18 years or even one year while you raise children is not only detrimental to your marriage, but also devastating your children. And if you think about priorities, sometimes we focus on the urgent instead of the important. Mm. And many times our kids become urgent in our relationship as husband and wife is really the thing that's most important. And we put that on the back burner. They quote research that kids make a huge impact on marital harmony. According to analysis of 90 studies involving over 31,000 married people, marital satisfaction drops by 42% after the birth of the first baby. And satisfaction dips slightly lower each successive child that's born. Mm. And get this, studies suggest that one-third to one-half of new parent couples experience as much marital distress as couples already in therapy for marital difficulties. Wow, it's compelling. We are better at life when we prioritize this time. I know some of the single ladies in my life create this same space. The same is true for them. Work is better. Relationships are better. Our spiritual lives are better because of this intentionality. Basically, we're less crunchy when we get this time away. But early on for us, it was only a night or two away at a local hotel or bed and breakfast. Then when the kids got older, we were able to have grandparents come and stay with the kids so that we could get away for a week-long trip. And when the kids were able to fly as accompanied minors, we would send them to spend time with their grandparents, which was a vacation for them and a treat for them. And it gave us more time to reconnect as a couple. Now that we have two adult kids and one teenager, we have a lot more flexibility and resource to do a trip like we're on now and go out of the country for an extended time. Yeah, so regardless of the length of the trip, there's a level of preparation that has to happen. We've had to actually prepare to do this. For you and I, we take on different roles in the preparation phase, right? Absolutely. In our relationship, James, you take care of all the trip details and prep. I have always taken care of the preparation to leave home. 
My motherly instinct compelled me to be the one to organize and prepare details for our kids and for the people looking after them. It was a way that I could disconnect. We mentioned earlier about the house and the kids sitting for the family. That mom left me a highly detailed document so I could look after her kids with confidence. All meals were prepped and planned. All groceries were purchased. I thought it was for me as the sitter, but I later realized that document was just as much for her. I began our Just the Two of Us trips with that kind of detail. Now it's not as much as it was then. Moms out there, leaving your kids may be a hurdle for you in this kind of detail and prep will allow you to take time away and truly disconnect that you don't have to worry about your kids or the people taking care of them, but you can fully enjoy and rest and have a just the two of us trip. Yeah, I think early on it was like a notebook with like 15 pages in it. And now it's like a few text messages to a few friends like, okay, here's where the kids are gonna be, just so you know. That's right, we had medical, I had medical releases, I had everyday schedule, who's picking up, who's dropping off, what they're eating, where to get the backpacks, every single detail covered. And I think I'll put that in the show notes, a link to that document, so people can kind of see what that detail looked like. Yeah, I'll give maybe a two-day template, so then they can build it out from there. That'd be awesome. I really enjoy putting the itinerary together. That's kind of my part in our Just the Two of Us trips. The Five in Me loves researching the locations, restaurants, experiences, making travel arrangements. I create actually a tag in my Evernote file with all the details, pictures, website links, and what to do differently on the next trip. So the anticipation for me is much as much a part of the getaway as the getaway itself. I know. And so once we set it and you book the flight, we um, download a app on our phone. It's a countdown clock. And so each morning we would go 20 days away, 19 days away until we're like, we're only 12 hours away. And it's building the anticipation of getting away. It helps the time away even feel more exciting. And the unique thing about this place we're staying this time was on their website, they had a live video cam of the facility. So almost every night, Lean up to it, we get on and kind of look at. We look at the pool and we're, we're laying in those chairs. We can see the beach from there. We're going to go sit in that chair. Exactly. So it was fun anticipating it. Yep. So there are also several benefits that we find from doing these trips that we thought we'd share with you. First of all, it gives us the opportunity to enjoy new experiences and create memories together. So through uh, each one of our Just the Two of Us trips, we've tried some new things and done some new experiences mm-hmm. that uh, we've never done before, which right. has been fun. Second thing is it allows us to have fun together doing activities that we may not try or would not do around people that know us. So, (laughs) for example, you know, we've attempted to dance the merengue and the bachata in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, this time around I'm doing aqua zumba. Right, which I am not. You're not. And we've, you know, participated in karaoke. You have done it at my request, but I have not. That's right, because you would not do that. Correct. So it is a lot of fun making those memories together. The third thing that we find is it allows us to dream about the future and where we're heading as a couple and personally and also together. We usually come back from a time away with some new goal or a dream to pursue in our lives and with our family and individually. And I would say that even this podcast is a result of one of our Just the Two of Us trips, right? Excellent, yep. And then the fourth thing that I think is so important is that these trips give us both quality and quantity of time together. The idea of just being unrushed, unhurried, no agenda or schedule is so refreshing and relaxing 
and rejuvenating individually and as a couple. Yeah, you know, that unrushed, unhurried, no agenda conversation allows us to actually get to know each other. There are stories or things that happened when we were kids, fun and or maybe a little troublesome that we've been able to share that we go, we didn't know that about each other, but it wouldn't happen if we didn't have and create the space to do that. That's so, so true. Speaking of which, of creating space, it's probably time we get back to our no agenda afternoon. Aqua Zumba starts in 10 minutes, James. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get out there for that. So here's our challenge for you. We want you to prioritize rest in the rhythm of your week. Go ahead and get your calendar out and mark some time that you're going to take some deliberate rest. As I've said before, if it doesn't make it in your calendar, it won't make it into your life. And then secondly, if you are married, we want to encourage you to talk to your spouse about planning a just the two of us trip for yourselves. It may be just a night or two away at a bed and breakfast or your kids are older. Maybe you need to plan an extended time away where you're away from everybody you know and just connecting together and working on your marriage. We promise you will not regret making this rhythm and investment into your relationship. You know what? Thank you so much for joining us this week. We really do appreciate you taking time to listen. We would also be grateful if you would continue to help us out about our podcast. The easiest way to do that is simply share this episode with someone you think could benefit from listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Live Lead Last Podcast. And if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, which we appreciate those of you who have reviewed it. We've, we love reading your reviews. We would be so thankful. That that too will also help us spread the word about the show. So next week, we're excited to introduce you to our oldest daughter, Alex. She was recently home from Brooklyn, and we had some time to talk to her about her experience moving to New York City and becoming a successful freelance designer, photographer, a lot of twists and turns in that journey. So we hope that you will join us next Monday for that conversation. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So remember, the way you live your life and leverage your influence today will determine the legacy you lead tomorrow. Until next week, bye-bye.